This is Austin Michaels. We are in uh, season seven, episode four, and I'm doing a commentary in Matthew four, twelve through seventeen. And I think this will be a very short one. So let's start in verse twelve, and I'll read the entire passage to seventeen. Now, when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Nephilim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Neph- Nephilim by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which, which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death light sprung up. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew starts this section, um, not that he started anything, I'm starting, he just keeps writing on, he's not doing this in sections, however, um, Matthew tells us that something seemingly about John the Baptist's imprisonment moved Jesus to go to Galilee. It could be that since John is in prison, he can no longer preach the gospel, so therefore Jesus is now taking the place of John. I don't know. In leaving Nazareth, he heads northeast towards Capernaum. Matthew tells us specifically that Capernaum is on the sea coast, which is in the borders of Zebulun and Nephilim. He tells us this to show us a fulfilled prophecy. This prophecy is found in Isaiah 9, 1-2. And I will read that prophecy. In the Old Testament, it says, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And after did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in the Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of, of the shadow of death upon them hath the light shined. According to Matthew, the people of Galilee saw Jesus, who is prophetically called the great light. Jesus was a spiritual light. The people of Galilee are described to have sat in darkness or walked in darkness, uh, walked or sat in darkness. And the land is described as a shadow of death. Now, uh, 
Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, David says in Psalm 23. It does make me wonder, just now I thought about it, whether that was a prophecy of Jesus walking into Galilee where he almost died at least once. I never thought about that, but just I throw that out there. Psalm 23, maybe you should read that after this. Because it, it's the only other place I'm aware of that describes a shadow of death. Um, there might be more, more places in scripture, but Psalm 23 in this place. Both descriptions of darkness and shadow of death are obviously spiritual terms. And Jesus, the great light, is therefore a metaphor. This does make me wonder how spiritually dark how spiritually dark was the land and the people in Galilee. Now, one person point out because it was the galley of the gentiles that's the name given um uh, it says galley of the nations in isaiah and matthew calls it galley of the gentiles there's really no difference uh nations plural means any other nation by israel in isaiah and of course galley of gentiles is gentiles which are not israel so it's really saying the same exact thing so, one Elysian I read, or person I read, stated that because it was a Gentile nation mostly, is what made it spiritually dark. And that's very possible. At least in Israel, which Israel was corrupted, but at least in Israel, some of them could have the true knowledge of God and, and flee idolatry and at least know something went wrong. In Gentile nations, so many Gentile nations lost the faith that... Uh, thousands of years ago they would have had perhaps uh, hearing about Moses and being an Ohide Gentile they could have kept the true God by this time thousands of years later they've completely apostatized so it's very possible that Gentiles the Jews in Galilee were very much um, influenced by paganism we do know uh, I don't know exactly uh, how dark the place was but we'll we will read later on that a lot of people tried killing him in Galilee so it was fairly dark there are demons in Galilee um one quote I will quote that could give us more understanding is by Dr. Uh, Paul Adams it says this concerning Galilee and I quote Galilee with its surrounding towns, was not considered to be a holy place. It was separated from Jerusalem and Judea by the despised Samaritan territory to the south, and bordered onto Syria in the north. This province had been infiltrated by the pagan Roman army and Gentile traders, and was a spiritually dark place. However, it was just the right place for Jesus to call his disciples, and start his ministry as the light of the world. End quote. So that might give you a little better idea of how spiritually dark the place would have been. It would seem Galilee, because verse 17 says, and I'll quote that again, from that time, from that time, talking about when he went into, into Galilee, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
So it seems after John was in prison, Jesus then starts preaching in place of John. And Galilee is a place to start preaching repentance and the kingdom of heaven and the gospel. And we will see in the next lesson that he started in quite a dark place. His ministry started off uh, not as I would like to start ministry off. <laughs> Most people want to start the ministry off as good as possible on two feet running having some good audiences, having a great first start. Um, we will see Jesus Christ did not have that. But he did obey the Father's will. In fact, ever since Jesus was baptized by John, it would seem he was already tempted in 40 days in wilderness, already tried taken out by devil, the biggest bribe in the world, and now uh, starting his ministry in Galilee, he's going to have more problems just starting out. And so it is a lesson for us that just because you do God's will and you're righteous and you're godly and you're very holy doesn't mean there will be you won't have a rough ministry. In fact, having a rough ministry is not therefore a sign that you are doing a bad job. At least it doesn't have to be a sign. Because you could mean you're a very godly person. And you're doing exactly God's will. So that tells me just because you're having a lot of trouble in your ministry. Is not proof that you're in the wrong ministry. Or shouldn't be doing what you're doing. It just simply means that you're in a place where Satan has a lot of power and can make it hard on you. That's why I believe. Now, if on the other hand, you're having trouble because you sense God's anointing is not with you, then you may have a different problem. But that's up to you to pray about and decide and know your situation and to get wise counsel. So that's all I have in this short lesson. May God bless you uh, and understand the contrary on Matthew chapter 4, 12 through 17.